All right. As we last left off, um, Ozzy has found himself in a strange, unfamiliar place. Uh, a shop filled with strange oddities filling every space of its in, uh, interior. And Maisel had just stood to approach the Iron Hand. Um, I rolled a check before we left and I got a 15 for my investigation. Cool. Yeah, as you peruse, you see there's a lot of weird shit. Some of it seems pretty innocuous and kind of unremarkable. There's a few things that stand out to you, though. Um, in particular, the biggest one is that there is a little clerk's desk where it, there's like an old-fashioned, like, uh, like cash register, um, which seems kind of strange to you because while it's old-fashioned from our perspective, it seems kind of weirdly complicated compared to just a mm. lockbox. Uh, yeah. And hanging on the wall directly behind it is a large witch's hat that has, it's like this conal uh, tip with this sort of like a wavy um, sort of uh, like lace-like uh, wave on the interior and around the, the, just above the brim as well, with these kind of uh, lace-like ribbons um, hanging gently very pristinely on the wall behind the the counter as well as just a number of random shit all over the place there's um there is a set of um these two rings that are hung on the wall that have like bandages on where you would grab them and they're about like a a foot in diameter each um there's bottles filled with strange fluids or powders there's um, random, like, jars of marbles, um, and all of these random objects have these tags on them, and each of them have just this nondescript, uh, description of them that doesn't do much to really convey the, the nature of the object. Um, as you approach them, they give off this strange feeling, this magical feeling. You get the gist that a lot of this stuff in here is enchanted in some way. It causes your body to tingle. It causes you to feel some of them more strongly than others as you approach them, as opposed to how perhaps Maisel feels the sense of magic as those goosebumps across her skin. It causes your your chest to feel kind of tingly as you approach some of the more odd objects that seem to be more magically charged. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what are what what gives me stronger feelings? Anything specific? Yeah, um, you see a number of strange objects. Um, you see a um, you see what looks like a tube that has like a slit down the middle. It's like looks like it's about you know two feet long, about six inches in diameter, and there's some sort of joint in the center where it comes apart. Um, you also see what looks like a set of daggers that are set on a table that are bound together by a piece of twine so that they're cinched together with one another. Um, you see what looks like a baggie of like coins. As you pick it up and shake it, they appear to be almost like gold coins, but as you open it, they, they're not really gold. They look like they're made of brass almost, and they're embossed mm. with like a strange symbol that you don't recognize in a language uh, letters in a language you don't read or can't understand. Um, that's another one that you immediately kind of feel this strong sensation from 
those are some of the ones that kind of stick out to you immediately, but this room is so full, it would take you some a great deal of time to really peruse through them, and the nature of what they do is uncertain to you. Uh, yeah, that's okay. I'm going to pocket the daggers. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you throw the, the, pocket, the daggers in your pocket, and... I would like to stroll out. <laughs> okay. Uh, as you approach the door and you grab the handle and twist it and push to open outwards, you step out and the door opens into an endless sea of sand, stretching all the way as far as you can see. I would, I would like to close the door and then reopen it. <laughs> okay. You step back and you close the door and you reopen it and you are immediately greeted by a thick forest of trees that are about a couple hundred feet I can't believe that worked. <laughs> Just like these massive green trees with vines hanging from them that stretch all the way up and block out the sky. Ozzy just like lets out like a really deep sigh and just <laughs> closes the door and opens it again. <laughs> you see the inside of a cave. You see a dungeon. <laughs> you see the top of a like mountain. <laughs> Ozzy's just like muttering like I can't believe fucking light <laughs> And eventually you open the door and you see a street. After going through a number of these uh, interactions, you open the door to a street the ground faintly covered with snow and mud. And mm -hmm. as you look out, you see you just emerged from an empty storefront in a roasted all. <laughs> um, Ozzy's like, fucking thank you, and then steps out and closes the doors behind him. <laughs> okay, you close the door, and as you turn around, there is an empty storefront, and as you look through the window, you can see the completely empty room inside. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, Alright. I'm going to wander back into the direction of um, the lioness, just like, muttering agitatedly under my breath the entire way. Okay. Yeah, it, it only takes you a few minutes. You're honestly not that far from it. Uh, great. Cutting back, we return to the longhouse of the Iron Hand. Maisel, you step out into the main area, walking by the large bonfire and the kind of coals along the center of the room, walking up towards the large platform that the seat of the Iron Hand sits upon, and he sees you and takes his, hand, his head away from his hand, and he sets his palms down on his armrests and pushes himself up out of his seat and he steps forward to the edge of that platform just above you, looking down at you. Well, that's a I... funny way to greet someone. <laughs> he looks back at Kaisa and she, breaking her facade for a moment, shrugs and she you see her mouth, I told you. He smirks and he says, My daughter has informed me a bit of you, Maisel Fisk. You have come from the hearth. I greet you warmly for traveling with my daughter. I understand that you briefly fought together near the Weald. We did. 
Uh, she walks up and like sticks a hand up to. He grabs <laughs> your he grabs your arm, his entire hand wrapping around your entire forearm, and he pulls you up and steps back till he is backed up towards his seat and pulls you up onto the platform, and he slaps your shoulder and you swear your arm is going to come out of its socket, and he says, <laughs> "We honor blood and iron here in the north. You have fought, and you have shed blood." Beside my daughter, for that I respect you. Thank you. Shed some blood, yeah. She's done that. And he lets go of your arm, and he sits down in his seat, and he puts his arms up and gestures towards you, and he says, Maisel Fisk, why have you come to the north? I would like to know who you are and what has brought you here, beside what you have told. Kaisa. Why does everyone keep asking me that? Do you <laughs> really hate people coming here that much? Miss <laughs> Fisk, we get very few people who decide to travel to the north for little reason other than business, to sell, or buy, or seek things for their own selfish gain. So what's I'm the concern curious. to you? If I'm selling, if I'm buying, if I'm do something, doing something selfish, is it is it hurting you or, or anyone else here? She crosses her arms. Miss hmm. Fisk, I find myself just curious in who you are. Would you like to know who I am? Would that make you feel more at ease? steps back. My name is yes, Reeve I would. Balasan. I am the Iron Hand of Arostadal, as my father was before me. Kaisa is my adopted daughter, and she is one of the most formidable legionnaires of the Iron Legion. And I am very proud of her. And I'm grateful to anyone who would even have the courage to stand beside her in any form of battle. So you have earned my respect in this way, but your tone slowly eats at it. I ask that you show respect. I am showing you a great deal of it. There are some in this room who have not earned it, and you have, and you are quickly spoiling it. You. I already know my name. It's Maisel Fisk. I am finding myself to be a... <laughs> an ambassador of the Briar Watch. But that's... His, his that face kind of... Kind of relaxes a bit and he leans forward and stares at you. A little slack jawed. I was informed you came with a watch member. Injured. He was delivered to a doctor here in town. He has given you his charge. That's right. He stands immediately and steps forward. Maisel Fisk. Do you mean to tell me at this moment you are now a member of the Briar Watch? 
she for one quick moment looks to like get any validation from Drang, but I think maybe can't even find her in the crowd because she's just looking the wrong way. I mean, Drang is watching this, yeah. but... I think just like if among the, the 80 people or so, Maisel's just like panicked. Um, Look for the one with the ears. Ah, shoot. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dylan, should I roll for that or should I... Oh, lean into that. Yeah. Uh, no, she's. I would say that you have a hard time maintaining focus, regardless. You okay, see her, cool. but it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't give you anything. It doesn't help you. That's right. Yes. He reaches into his belt and he pulls out something, metal, and gleaming for a brief moment as it catches the light from the bonfire. And he pulls out a flask. And he removes the cork. And he hands it to you. Out to you. It is a celebration then. Uh, One takes yeah, many maybe. years to become a Briar Watch member, and you have done so in an evening. Whatever the circumstance may be, celebration is in order. For many reasons, it seems. Maisel takes it um, and holds it up and says uh, to Demita and Jay. And takes a big sip. And I would it imagine is, like coughs, chokes a little bit. Yeah, it is so strong. Swallow. Yeah, I would imagine. So like. Um, the uh, the town that that Maisel is from, um, Bethune, is like a a town that distills like clear liquors. So mm-hmm. she like came up on that, but like never drinks anything brown, sweet, heavy, and just can't handle it. It's yeah, it's it's some sort of like perhaps like extremely strong mead, something that's been like reduced and, and distilled, but it's extremely potent. Um, and as you start to cough, he grabs the flask and takes it from your hand, and he takes a huge sip, and he slaps you on the back. And you, like, almost double over from the force of it. And he puts his hand up, and everyone cheers and drinks, and they slam their cups down on the table. Hmm. <clears throat> a, c- a celebration, then. It would seem we have many things to celebrate today. Kaisa, please, if you could grab your other friend, I would like to have a discussion. And drop my pen. Kaisa leaves, stepping away from the platform, and she walks towards you, Drang, and she taps you, and she says, "Uh, Drang, if you could... Mm -hmm. My father yes. would like to speak to you. Yes. Um, another time then, she says without meaning it to the other people at the table. <laughs> <laughs> After saying nothing for five minutes. <laughs> saying exactly nothing. <laughs> yes. So the entire, at this point, Dioa stops speaking. When she realizes you're she reads your demeanor and she stops attempting to make conversation after a few Great. a few quick probes and she just goes to eating her food quietly. Good hand back Good on table. her sword. 
Good table. Love it. Then uh, it is with actual regret that Drang leaves a situation in which she is not expected to talk to strangers to enter one in which she is. <laughs> she doesn't. All right. Good table, but okay. <laughs> like, Dylan, while, uh, while Kais is doing that, can I, um, having like steeled myself knowing what, what to expect, uh, reach for the, uh, the bottle of whatever it is and uh, make a big show of taking another swig of it and like trying to keep composure to like show, yeah, I can do this, fuck off. Make a constitution <laughs> check. Make a constitution cool. saving throw. Go, go, go. He, he readily okay. offers the flask back to you. Uh, where are my saving throws? There it is. Uh, uh, it's only an 11. Okay. You, 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 you almost get there. And then you super don't. You immediately start coughing and hacking. As it burns. Drang, you and Kaisa approach the platform as Maisel hands the flask back to the iron hand. Ozzy, you find yourself back at the the entrance to the cellar of the lioness. Mm. The lock still not but dust on the wind. Incredible. I would like to open this door. <laughs> you open it. The interior is dark unlit, and a set of stairs lead down into the depths below. Yeah, I'm going to head down. Okay. You descend. Eventually, you land into a flat, open space. By virtue of your dark vision alone, you can tell that there is a ring. The beautiful square ring in the center. (laughs) There is the equivalent of hastily made bleachers to each side. And a table on the far side of the room from where you enter. It is quiet and empty. Um, that's pretty much all I wanted to know, honestly. I just wanted to confirm that there was, in fact, a ring down here. Um, so I'm going to just head back on up. Uh, okay. Close up behind me. Cool. You close it. Still no lock. <laughs> and walk away. What can you do? <laughs> um, and I'm going to head back towards the, uh, the inn. Okay. You return towards the inn. You walk alone. It's quiet. It's dark. And quite peacefully, you make it back to the inn. When you return to the inn, there is an individual sitting in a chair just outside the front door. They seem to be passed out, drunkenly sleeping outside the inn. And as soon as your foot steps up onto the platform, up the stairs, onto the little patio outside the front door, you hear them go, Ozius. Uh, yes? He leans forward, and he gestures towards you, and he says, You're Ozius? Who's asking? No one. And he stands up and walks inside. I'm gonna follow him in. 
He walks in. The bartender is cleaning the counter. It's quiet. No one else is here. No one's drinking or eating. <laughs> it's pretty much dead silent. The business has ended for the night. There's people probably sleeping upstairs, Zeph included, as most of the people who would normally be drinking this late are doing so in the longhouse. He sits down at the bar. He places a gold on the counter. The bartender picks up the gold, palms it, and walks into the back room, leaving the two of you alone. Uh, I'm going to take the seat next to this person. Don't ask me any questions. I don't know anything. I'm just here to ask you some. All right, ask away. What are they doing in the North? Who's they? The only ones that you should be caring about. Um. Oh. The, yeah, no, I thought I had it. I didn't have it. You're gonna have to clarify (laughs) for me. them whoever they are that's my second question but you beat me to it whatever your friend is doing up here with whom what are they doing who are they where are they going and who are they working with oh yeah um the kid doesn't know anything we're uh after the other two who are a little more clued in. Um, Sounds like he was just an errand boy. Uh, They were picking up shipments of something. Uh, Not totally clear on what it is. Cylinders, brass cylinders. Any idea what they do? Um, Seems like they got something stored inside of them. My friend almost blew us up when she plugged it in the other day. Explosives or... Uh, magic. Any other ideas what they're doing up here? Anything we should know? Uh, well, did you hear about the Wield? Don't know how I would. Uh, the Wield? You're aware of the Wield, right? You know the concept of the Wield? Maybe. Why don't you enlighten me? Uh, it's a place that the Fae use to get where they're going. Um, All right. Magic. Only they can use it. Uh, the one closest to here was destroyed. I don't know if it's related, but, you know, that might be something. All right. Keep going, find out some more. When you find the others, get something out of them. Yeah, I've got a plan to flush them out, or at least somebody who might know where they are. All right, he presses a bag, a small coin purse on the counter. He slaps the counter, stands up and walks out. (laughs) (laughs) 
Ozzy gives the bag of money a big old kiss. I assume it's money. <laughs> it's it's coin. Yeah, you pick it up cool. and it right, it is a coin purse. All right. Um, I guess I'm going to since I see that Dragon Maisel still aren't here. Pop back over to the longhouse. Okay. Still, they still haven't followed you to the teleportation. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> You know. <laughs> Alright. Um, Drang, you arrive at the platform, the Iron Hand standing there before both of you now, and he says, Hail, Sister of Winter, please, if you could, I would like to have a word with you and your companion, Miss Fisk. Yes. Hail, young one. I am informed you are Drang of the Short Days. I have met some, like yourself, traveling through. Rarely. Mostly the hunters of the north. The White Hunt. They pass through here. Checking the anchors. Occasionally. Kaisa has told me what has happened at the Weald. It is unfortunate to learn. We here, like many of the towns, with any iron hand who knows to pay tribute to their heritage, then we pay honor to winter. So hearing of this is sorrowful news, indeed. My condolences for what you have seen. Thank you. You are welcome. I fear I am not simply offering apologies for your plight. I must also ask for your assistance, in fact. Mm. Those who have come from the capitals insist to take my granddaughter. This I cannot avoid as much as I would prefer it not to occur. It is outside of my control to stop. But I do not trust them. Any of them. I don't trust those three, and I do not trust her father. Mm. I am inclined to agree with you. My intention initially was to have Kaisa escort Yua herself. But upon arrival, it appears... The one in charge has a letter of orders from another Iron Hand requesting Kaisa's assistance, taking care of winter wraiths. How deft of them. Certainly would seem. She, unfortunately, must answer this call and cannot escort Yua herself. 
and there is no one else in the town that I feel is adequately prepared to do so. We would lose too many of the legionnaires to send them into the whiteness, too few to protect the town from any incursions or beasts. So I cannot do this. I can only let them take her, or I can break my pride and ask a favor of one who owes me none. If it is any salve to your pride, young one, we travel in that direction regardless. I would ask a stay. A friend and I intend to remain a while here to seek vengeance for what has happened through I do not understand the plan, but we have one, I am told. But once our business here is complete, we travel that way. And your granddaughter is an able hand and a good companion. Very well. Your injured friend will be offered care, lodging, food, medicine, as he stays here until Yua is delivered safely. This will be our deal, and you may stay here as long as you need before you depart. I've been informed that Yua must leave Orostadal in three days. You have three days, if you intend to accept my offer. Myself? Your thoughts? Why that long? Why? Because that is the time we have been given. I requested it from her father, that she may have three days here with family before she must leave. Before I must say goodbye to what little I have left of my daughter. And you can see he kind of, as he says this, is staring off at the table that Yua is sitting at. All respect, what power does he have here? There's only three of them and they Seem easy enough to reason with. There is a balance between the Iron Hands and the Parliament. He holds influence. He is much more than the petty engineer he was when he married my daughter, it seems. Far more influential, like a weed left to grow untended. And now he has ties that he can use. And so he has. And so my hands are tied. I 
understand. If you would agree, I would very much appreciate it. It would be a favor to me. Even beyond the health of your friend, I will still owe you a great deal. A favor. And a favor owed by the Iron Hand is owed by all of the Iron Hand. It will be repaid in kind. Um, Maisel looks to, to, to Drang to look for a nod in one and, direction or the other. Yeah, Drang, Drang nods. I do not object to this myself. Uh, Maisel pulls out the Verdan Jin um, to pass to the Iron Hand uh, to demand he sips something she's a little more accustomed to. He takes the bottle and he holds it up and he looks at the label and he chuckles and he takes a sip and swallows and he holds the bottle back out to you and he says, Emperor's strength and holds it to you, Maisel. Grabston holds up the whole bottle um, and takes a much smaller swig, uh, but still is able to, I would imagine, uh, stomach it mm-hmm. much more reasonably than uh, what she had been given earlier. It's uh, a deal. Aye, a deal. Though, I fear I must at least hear the others. If you could. And he stands and he speaks to the table where the remaining officers sit. He says, I have been impolite. I have spoken with some of my guests, but not all. Please, if you could step forward. Ozzy, you enter hearing this. The three of those officers stand and they walk towards the center of the room, standing just a few feet uh, away from all of you as you're standing up on the platform. The Iron Hand steps forward. I have been informed of your names, Dioa. You have come to my town to take my daughter to the capitals, and to this, I must thank you for your interest in the safety of my blood. But I fear this may not be necessary, as there are those here who can take care of her. Those we are more familiar with. There is no ill will meant in this, but it would be impolite of me not to let you speak to your intent. Dioa steps forward and she says, Reeve, Yua's father has sent us to take her. We are hand-picked by him and by the parliament to make sure that she is safely ferried across the great wide emptiness. We are incredibly capable. She is interrupted by Kaisa. Iron hand, Balasan, if you would. Dioa smiles. Well, if we are to be sticklers for formality, then iron hand, I must ask that you call me Colonel Uwe. Kaisa kind of tightens up, steps back with a wave of the Iron Hand's hand. 
we have a group that is capable of taking her safely to the capitals. I understand you have traveled far, Colonel, but I would personally feel much more comfortable with those picked by U.S. family here to ferry her to the capitals. She will arrive. Nonetheless, her father will see her in due time. I will not keep her here against his wishes. But I will have who I choose take her. And how are you to expect us to believe that these strangers... I know that it won't be Kaisa. She has matters elsewhere to attend. So I assume you speak of these other strangers that have entered the town with her. How do you expect us to believe that they are capable of taking care of her? Ensuring her safety as she crosses the most dangerous, desolate lands in the entire north. Are we to believe they are as capable? Are you? We are. Basil Fisk drank Centuries. of the short days. Hmm. Centuries. You Indeed. have cited decades. I shall cite centuries. Wait, why am I? Why is like then? Drag's like, wait, why am I arguing with these people? She looks at Ozzy like, what am I doing here? These two, <laughs> and a vagrant who could not be bothered to even attend for dinner, and yeah, she that's turns accurate. to gesture towards Ozzy. Um, <laughs> Ozzy approaches. <laughs> Hi, Ozzy. Welcome. <laughs> says, I'm sorry. Do you have a problem with me? Oh, no. <laughs> I have a problem with three individuals who have not proven themselves to be necessarily worth the care of Yua. Myself and my two companions were handpicked from an entire army. Uh, and you expect the army from strangers. the capital? I apologize, but I don't believe it is you who I'm speaking with. Oh, uh, but I'm speaking with you. The army in the capital? Is that right? Yes. Oh, the capital that was just attacked? <laughs> You're confusing your north and south, my friend. <laughs> that's Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> that's still a very that's still a very Aussie move anyway, so it's yeah. only yeah, half funny. only half listening listening to things. No, Dan loves it. <laughs> Look, there are exactly three people Drang has enjoyed talking to. So <laughs> Uh, so after getting it wrong, Ozzy shrugs at Drang. <laughs> and, yeah, Drang returns his shrug like, I don't know. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> we didn't need to be chosen. We volunteered and uh, we're here. And Oh, and for so We had the blessing of... For. Volunteering to die in the frozen nothing. That's right foolish cowards choose do you have something against us doing this do you i do in fact i demand that it not occur i say that you are not worthy to take her hmm. <laughs> worthy by whose choice i by believe there's iron... by the iron hands 
I believe there's only way to, one way to settle this. I think that perhaps a show of force is necessary. Trial by combat. Oh. My friend here, for once, says something that makes sense. I volunteer. I was about to say the same, and she turns around and she looks at you, Ozzy. Yeah, Ozzy, Ozzy just, like, puts his hands up. <laughs> Generous to a fault, Ozzy. I don't even know what we're fighting about, but I am looking forward to beating you very badly. I fear you have gotten in over your head, my vagrant friend. And she begins to unbutton the uh, uniform she's wearing, and she begins to remove it, and she's wearing this tight-fitted tank top that she removes the jacket the of the uh, uniform, and she hands it to one of the officers, her arms exposed at her waist, that long sword on her belt. You hear a now familiar voice, Ozius, of Adelaide. <laughs> oh, are we fighting? <laughs> Lovely. Mr. Uh, Balasan, Iron Hand Balasan, I apologize for my impoliteness. I've only recently arrived here, and I fear I did not introduce myself, so to make up for this foresight, perhaps I can assist with this matter. If we are intending for a fight to occur, we wouldn't want any of the food or well, observers to be injured, and he taps his umbrella against the floor twice. And all of the tables and seats slide to the sides of the room and start to rise up into seating that's like, again, bleachers, like stadium seating, as the legs of the chairs and benches just elongate, rising, raising the people up off the ground. And the bonfire starts to float into the air and separate into chunks of floating fire above this now open central area of the room. Edge of the World is hosted on Shortwave, but Shortwave does way more than just host our audio. Shortwave builds our feed, gives us audience analytics, packages our player, and gives us a free website too. But the coolest thing is that Shortwave stitches our content together automatically so we can do things like swap this ad out for another one whenever we want, or change the outro on all of our episodes at once to announce new projects. Whether you're starting your first podcast or migrating your incredibly successful one over, Shortwave is super easy to use and comes with a free 14-day trial at goshortwave.com. That's G-O-S-H-O-R-T-W-A-V-E.com. Get started with hosting, syndication, analytics, web players, and dynamic content stitching at goshortwave.com. She cracks her neck, and she pulls her sword from its sheath, and it's got this long serrated blade with these hooks pointed up and outward in all these segments. And she holds it at her side, and she whips her hand as all of the blade, it separates into dozens of segments that fall to the ground on a chain. So, whom do I have the pleasure of decimating? Using a sword, huh? That's, uh, disappointing. I'm Ozzyus, and I'm gonna beat you with my bare hands. She smiles, <laughs> and she whips, she whips her hand, and the sword retracts, 
and she turns it around and she stabs it into the wooden floor. Very well, girl. Ozius. And she slides one foot forward and puts both of her hands up, open palm, up in front of her face. Shall we, uh, Ozius? Yeah, Ozzy gets into a fighting stance. All right, go ahead and roll initiative for me. All righty. I think Drang's gonna, um, she's gonna lay a hand on, on the Iron Hand's shoulder and say, I have found his confidence justified, if that is any consolation, young one. <laughs> uh, I got a 14 for initiative. Okay. So we're not going to treat this like health point combat. We're going to go for a, a 10 point system. Okay. Cool. So first to, first to 10 full strikes wins. She goes first. All right. She beats you on initiative oh, just barely. She has her hands up and she looks at you and the air around her changes. The sort of playful, um, very antagonistic like measure of her voice shifts and her eyes narrow and grow cold as the air rolling off of her becomes cold and heavy. You feel there is a intent of violence emanating from her and she stares at you and she keeps her hands up and she smiles and she scoots one foot forward and stops and and refuses to move any further she holds her action i'm gonna take a swing okay go ahead and make an attack roll all right Ooh, 21 okay that hits go ahead and roll damage or not roll damage, that's one strike. Right. Cool. That's one, right? Um, yep, so you throw, and she puts her hand up, but she's just slightly too slow, and you hit her in the arm and push her back, and she slides backwards, and she writes herself, and with her action, she makes an attack against you. That's a 16. Um, yes, that'll do it. Uh, okay. She turns her hand around and grabs yours and throws a punch forward and hits you in the chest and pushes you back. And then she switches her stance so that she's now flipped and mirrored and slides forward a step against you. Um, I would like to uh, do some kind of cool low kick. Okay, go ahead and roll (laughs) that. That's a crit, baby. Yay! Yeah, that hits. Um... (laughs) How do you, what do you do with the, the low kick? Are you just trying to sweep her off her feet? Yeah, I think it's like a leg sweep. Uh, like okay. off of the like um, impact back from the chest, Ozzy like drops down and does like a, a leg sweep. Okay, you uh, you sweep and you knock her completely prone and she lands on her back. Um, with the crit, you get two points out of your 10 needed to win. Cool. Um, um, can I uh, use my uh, bonus attack? Sure, go for it. Oh, she's down? Okay, cool. Yeah, so I'm going to spend a moxie point to make uh, two unarmed attacks. Okay, go ahead and roll. And you have advantage because she's prone. Oh, great. Um, So I'll roll for the first one. Okay, it's a 16. Okay. 
That hit. Uh, that does not hit. So she rolls out of the way as you hit the the um, wooden floor, and it cracks with the force of the impact. Go ahead and make the second right. attack. Um, that's another sixteen. Okay, and she rolls the other way as you impact the floor again, and cool. she uses her movement and she rolls backward onto her hands and then onto her feet, and she then lunges towards you to make an attack. All right. That is a 19. Yep. As she lunges forward, she puts her hands up and leaps and knees you in the chest. Okay. And pushes you back again, putting some distance between the two of you. And when she lands, she goes back into that stance with her hands up in front of her face. Mm. Um, see, I'm just trying to think of my like fight choreography here. I got a knee to the chest. Uh, I'm going to try to like do some kind of like, um, fake out with a, a left and then a right. Okay. Go ahead and make another attack roll. 15. It's not going to do it. As you do, she reads the, the fake out and she moves and palms your other hand away and she's going to make a strike against you. Mm. That's a 13. Uh, no, that does not do it. She goes for your abdomen underneath your arm as she pushes your arm away and goes in to hit you in the chest, but you barely move backward. But she uses her second attack for the first time after you knocked her prone. She's taking it seriously. And that one is going to be a 20. Yep. That'll okay. <laughs> As she steps forward and gives you a haymaker right to the face across the left side of your face with her right hand and just rocks you. Cool. What are we at right now? I'm not keeping track. <laughs> I'm keeping track. Don't worry about it. Okay, cool. <laughs> um... Okay, cool. I want to um, come back with, like, a uh, elbow. Okay. Go for it. 18. That'll hit. All right. Um, I'm going to save my other box point for now. But I think I get... Uh, I'm going to use my bonus action for another attack. Okay. Just one, though. All right. Fuck. 13. She goes in for her next attack with another 19. Yep. She moves in the distance between the two of you, getting right up in front of you. And she goes for two quick jabs straight to the chest, the first hitting. And then the second one is a 17. Uh, yes. Okay. And she gets you twice in the chest real quick, just with two quick jabs. And then she backs back up again, putting her arms up. At this cool. point, the um, people watching are just, like, absolutely enthralled. Just, like, uh, completely absorbed in what's happening. Yeah. Um, I think Ozzy, like, hangs back for a little bit and does some, like, circling. And then I'm going to come in for another for another swing. Uh, it's a 20. Not a nat, but... Okay, that hits. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and spend this other moxie point to do two more attacks. Okay. Go ahead and... Uh, uh, so what was the what was the first strike? Um, so I think, like, after some circling, Ozzy, like, uh, dropped low and did, like, a, uh, gut punch. Mm -hmm. You get her in the gut, and she kind of puts her arms up reactively, expecting you to go for the face, and you get her in the stomach, and she tightens and kind of, uh, hunches down after the impact. And then go ahead and make your two other attack rolls. Uh, so my second one was a 17. Uh, that doesn't hit. 
she actually hunches down, and you go over her head with the second one and the third. Nineteen. That one hits. Cool. Uh, I want to come up with like a fucking headbutt. Yeah, you you <laughs> rock her right in the face with your head, and she steps back and almost falls backwards, losing her balance for a second. Um, before riding herself, she shakes it off, blood beginning to trickle from her nose, and she wipes it onto her hand and smiles, and then she charges forward quickly, like, just lunging towards you with two more strikes. Mm-hmm. That's a 14. Uh, it's a tie. Okay, so that does hit. So she gets you once with one more jab in, like, the arm. Mm-hmm before trying to get you in the face with the second one. Um, which is a 21. Oof. Yep. <laughs> and she rocks you with her left hand, this time getting you across the right cheek. Mm-hmm. Now circling around you, hands still up. Ozzy's punching game isn't as good as his like wrestling game, probably. <laughs> so I'm going to try to like just rush in with like a uh, shoulder hit. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and make another attack roll for me. Alright. Okay. And if you um, succeed, it'll be two. Um, two points. But if you fail, okay. you'll be prone. Right. Okay. 21. You succeed. Uh, yeah, you, you shoulder check her, and basically she's not expecting it. You, as you come forward, she has her hands up ready to deflect. And as soon as you throw your entire body at her, she doesn't know how to react and just steps back and you get her in the chest and knock her backwards onto her back. And you get two points. Cool. And then I'm going to use my bonus action for another one. I'm going to try to kick her while she's down. Okay. Go ahead and roll. (laughs) Ah, it's a four. (laughs) Yep. You try to kick her and she kind of, as she's sliding back onto her back, she rolls onto her knees and blocks your kick with her forearm. And uses one of her two actions to stand up and then the second to make an attack against you. Um, that's a 16. Yep. And she just gets you with one more uh, one more straight across the shoulder and keeps her arms up. Your turn. Cool. I want to do like a uh, like side hit, like the, the side of my fist. Okay. Uh, 17. Just misses. Um, she steps back, letting it whiff before going in to try and get you in the chest. Can I, um, can I use my bonus for another one oh, first? Yeah, go for it. Okay, cool. I'll throw that roll away. Didn't even look. <laughs> ah, it's not going to do it. Six. Yeah. You, you go for another punch and she just is weaving through your punches at this point. Her nose still bleeding from the headbutt, but she's just mm-hmm. got this wild, like, focused look in her eyes. She's just staring at you the entire time, never breaking eye contact. Um, that's a 14. Hi again. Okay. Um, again, one more straight to the shoulder, and then steps back, and again, wipes the blood from her face, and shakes her head off, and goes in for a second strike. Um, and that is a critical miss. Um Ooh. Not only does she miss, but she actually (laughs) whiffs so hard that you get an opportunity to hit her back. So go ahead and you get an extra attack on your your go-round. As she just, like, waves, like, misses wildly as you weave inside of her reach. Um, Okay, that first one's a 14. 
That does not hit. Okay. Um, so then, like, on that miss, um, I'm going to come back around and try to get her, like, in the back as she's coming by me. Okay. 20. That hits. Um, and then I'm going to use my bonus again. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, 15. Doesn't quite hit. She actually, you get her in the back and she turns around and she grabs your arm, your fist in your arm, and she pushes forward towards you, holding your arm. Go ahead and make a strength check for me. Uh, check or saving throw? Check. Okay, cool. 22. Okay. She tries to, like, restrain you and grapple you by holding your arm, and she the punch to her back seems to have strained her and she can't quite get the leverage and the strength to like lock you into place with your arm and you realize she's trying to push you back so that she can get an opening to strike you again and you just completely overwhelm her with your physical strength and push back against her um and the two of you are just kind of locked in this stance but you've got a free arm as she's desperately trying to hold on to yours and she spends her action trying to grapple you but fails yeah, I'm going to try to just get, like, a punch right into, like, the ribs. Okay, go ahead and roll. 12. Doesn't hit. You All right, I'm going to do my bonus. Go ahead again. Yeah. 19. You, that first strike, she pulls back and tightens back towards your wrist, and you go wide, and then you step forward and just hit her across the jaw, and she steps back, letting go of your arm, and falls back onto her, uh, like, onto her ass, and, like, leans back, and spits blood onto the wooden floor of the center of the room. Um, and Ozzy crouches down in front of her and says, um, you need any more? No, I think that's quite enough. Well, Reeve, you've gotten what you wanted. Hope it's worth it. And she smiles through bloody teeth. Spits again on the floor and stands up. And she looks at you, Ozzy, and says, Next time. And walks away. Ozzy just gives, like, a half-hearted, like, salute. <laughs> it's settled. These three will ensure the safe passage of you across the Great White Emptiness to the capitals. In place of those sent by the Guard. Those of you from the Guard will be given plenty of food to make up for your journey out here for no... Reason. Oh, is, is that what we were fighting about? <laughs> we leave in three days. Three? Ah, all right, I gotta get things moving. Can we wrap this up? I gotta, we gotta talk. <laughs> Adela Adelaide have a claps his hands and taps the umbrella on the ground uh, twice, and the entire room returns to how it was before. Who is your friend? Um... I don't know. Hold on, Dylan, is everybody just, like, fine with this? <laughs> no, no, but they're... It, 
it's it's extremely unsettling and everyone's very confused but also like the iron hand hasn't said anything you get the feeling that it's like one of those like if no one says anything i'm not gonna say anything <laughs> got it yep like, <laughs> yeah thanks fine with it um, Makes sense. Ad- the iron hand gestures towards adelaide and says you and may you and i may speak later more more professionally than now, but your gesture is welcomed and thanked for now. Enjoy the food, if you could. The rest of you, eat. Enjoy. We have much to celebrate. And he looks at you, Maisel, very much. But I fear I am old and tired, so I must rest. All of you, please enjoy the food and drink, including you, strange cloaked champion. You fight like a beast. I feel terrible. You look terrible, <laughs> though I cannot see much of you. She did kick your ass quite hard for the first half there. Yeah, I. it was not looking good. <laughs> Great gloves, though. <laughs> one point. Yeah, I did have my mitts on the whole time. <laughs> Was it one point, really? Yeah. Holy shit. If she had succeeded Sweet on out. that grapple, you would have lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the whole... That was the censure, is that, that failed grapple. Because um, you... She... Yeah. It was bad. Um, Luckily, strength is, is my strong suit. And, and I think it's it's that that crit you got at the start, and then she had that critical miss. Those were the yeah, two that, that really that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, the Iron Hand stands, and she hold, he he holds up his flask, takes a sip. Everyone drinks, shouts, slams their cups down, and he turns, nodding to all of you, places a hand on Kaisa's shoulder, and he whispers something in in her ear as he steps back behind the chair through the door in the back of the room and vanishes into the hall beyond it. Um, how... That was like a, a large person-sized chair, right? Like, not just a normal seat. Big. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a broad chair for a guy who's very wide and tall. <clears throat> he's, cool. he's human. He was only... He's yeah. like 6'3", but very stacked. It's just big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I want to, if Kaisa is still standing right there, I'm going to go and, uh, like, grab her, um, or just tap her on the shoulder and sit down on one of the armrests of the chairs. Um, she kind and... of, like, wa- like she follows like, you, and as, as soon as she's you sit down, she's yeah. like, are you, no, stand, stand back <laughs> up. You Don't wanted matter. to talk about something. This... You are daft. And seeing her be uncomfortable, I, like, get up, but she'll lean against the chair. Maisel, you are a bit thick. But thank you to you and your friends. Um, My father speaks for both of us, and you have done us a great favor. My niece will be safe in your hands, I am sure. 
in the absence of my own. And you're just following orders, just leaving. Unfortunately, I doubt that they are false. Just convenient. Whether it had to be me or another is another matter, but it will be me. Maisel stands up and uh, just walks away. Walks back down into like the crowd uh, towards Ozzy uh, and Adelaide. Uh, Kaisa approaches you, <laughs> Drang, before you can, and she puts out her hand to you. And Drang, Drang accepts it. She grabs your arm yeah. tightly, and she says, "Thank you." I wish you well on your journey. Be it a safe one. We will take good care of your niece. Empress She is pleasant company. Good. Emperor's strength with you. Drank of and the short you. days. Always. Mm. And she smiles and she steps down and starts heading towards the table that you are sitting at. Yeah, I should probably go heal Ozzy. I'm the party druid. I think it's my job. <laughs> you help you help Ozzy with his uh, his wounds, with his owies. Mm-hmm. And I liked the part where you hit her very hard. <laughs> I also liked that part. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me for a brief moment. <laughs> Mm-hmm. As we come to a close, we cast our gaze far to the south from the frozen north. Across the verdant hearthlands and into a region known as King's Crossing. We see, set at the edge of a massive cliff, a towering structure. A city of massive rings stacked atop each other, looms over the rolling hills and fields surrounding it. The Hustrad Empire capital, the ring city of Aaliyah. In the Rose Ring, the entertainment district of the city, we find an evening lounge, a brothel of sorts, the Rose Room. As clients and staff alike come and go from private rooms and shared baths, we ascend the building to the top floor down the hall to an office. The air is thick and heavy with smoke. The scent of tobacco and sulfur collects in this space. Sitting at a desk is a large, broad figure of deep red scales and a tapestry of long-heeled scars across their body and face. The dragonborn man sitting at his desk as a lithe, smart-dressed woman with golden hair stands beside him, holding a leather-bound ledger tightly in her grasp. The dragonborn inhales. His slightly exposed chest glows a faint amber through his silk shirt. He exhales. Smoke fills the air. 
Through narrowed eyes, he looks at a parchment on his desk. A large signature, more like an autograph, honestly, dominates the bottom of the page. He smirks and speaks. Liz, fetch my tailor. I'm going to need a winter coat. He reaches up and fondles a necklace around his neck. A necklace of two concentric rings made of rusted iron. And that is where we will end for today. Boy. Ozzy's hmm. in trouble. <laughs> Edge of the World is a production of Tales from the Tabletop. Show notes, lore, fan art, and information about our other projects, including the Heart Engine role-playing system, are available on tfttpresents.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Twitch at tfttpresents. Join our Discord from the link on tfttpresents.com. This episode of Edge of the World was edited by Kathleen Childs. Our music is by Louis Zong. Our cast is Kat McDonald, Dalton Stevens, Dylan Irish, Joe Turner, and me, Bill Hinderman. Edge of the World comes out on Mondays and Thursdays, and we stream listen-alongs on Twitch on the last Friday of each month. Our full release and streaming schedule is available at tfttpresents.com. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps more than you could possibly imagine. Edge of the World is hosted on Shortwave. Thanks for listening.